0: There are <coughs> many qualities available in the human realm of choice and options. Uh, we can see this is evident throughout history, if we just this is the value of looking into history, I think. Is seeing what kind of options were were chosen and what do we have available. And we see that at the very bottom, or what we could call the most wicked choices available probably exemplified most recently, um, to my mind, what comes up, uh, the concentration camps in World War II. Now, that is quite a horrific uh, reality and and choices that are available to us. What's interesting is we tend to uh, grow up with the view that there were just these evil everyone in the Nazis were evil. Just they, they're all evil. <laughs> oh, they're all evil, and the concentration camp um, detainees were, were good and innocent victims. But what's interesting, if you read the works of uh, Victor Frankl, I mentioned a few times in this podcast, you might see that, uh, you know, stem cells. If you place stem cells in a in certain environments let's say near kidney cells they turn into kidney cells if you place stem cells near heart cells they turn into heart cells near muscle tissue cells they'll turn into muscle tissue cells and it's quite similar with humans um, based on the environment that we're nurtured in that environment nurtures those qualities within us and so the wickedness of of the and the subhuman human uh, nature of the, that environment nurtured those qualities within um within certainly a no- notable amount of the of the inmates in the concentration camps, as recorded and testified to through the work of um Frankel, who mentions how, you know, the each uh each cell, let's call it a cell, had its leader, you know, and they got certain privileges, but they had to, you know, sort of turn against their own, and they did for those privileges, and there are plenty of things that happened in those in those uh, horrific circumstances. But the the point of that I'm trying to say is that within all of us is the potential for great saintliness, like Mother Teresa, like Jesus, like Buddha, like Krishna these great ones, the great uh, examples, exemplars of what we could be and at the same time within us is the potential for great wickedness um, such as exemplified by Hitler. And I think it would be um, a disservice to to humanity, to integrity, to deny these parts of us. No, they're there. I am aware that within myself there's a great this wickedness but I think what's important is once we recognize it within ourselves and we, we keep an eye on it, we now have an eye on it and it's no longer in the shadows and that's what's important. And you see, all that's required is to acknowledge its presence and then choose. And yes, we can choose to succumb to it. That is, a, that is an option that is available to us. But we can also choose to refuse it, to refuse it for the higher good. So to know that it's there, to know that the potential for, um, for this great wickedness, for meanness, for for the, this this side, these qualities of humanity, to know that it's there within us as a potential. Yes, it is. Not deny it, but say it is there. And instead just choose to refuse it, to not go there and to choose the other uh, qualities available to choose from, such as love, kindness, uh, generosity. And that's all that's required. It's really as simple as that. Simply the recognition and then the uh, refusal and to choose differently. And it's really worth looking into I think, these things, the the dark side, what might be called, of human nature, to see what kind of atrocities are being committed throughout history and to just recognize that for most of history, it's a pretty dark history humanity has. It's not a... What we live in, the times we live in now, are very new, a very novel, for most of human history, you went to your local stoning and participated and stoned someone if they didn't believe the same things that you believed. And that's the stark dim reality that uh, we have come from that we we bear the consequences of that past uh, whether we're conscious of it or not and that potentiality to revert to that uh, it exists within us as exemplified by world war ii um, and the events there that in a petri dish of wickedness in a petri dish where of dehumanization in, in a petri dish where we're under pressure, where where it's very difficult, C- circumstances are difficult, and if we don't choose this, then we might die, then we might very well, we might very well um, choose to succumb to that, or just succumb to it, and I think it's good to own that about ourselves, I, mean, I know I know, it definitely helps <laughs> to, to know that it's there, for example, give you an example, so in World War 2, uh, and the Japanese invaded Manchuria, and the Japanese were quite ruthless. And in in the in the army, they they you know famously bayoneted children. Mothers had their children in the in their arms, and the they would be tested by their fellow soldiers as to the cold hardness that they were able to express. And if you were able to bayonet an an innocent baby in her mother's arms, then that was considered victory. That was considered you victorious. And, you know, if we put ourselves... It's very easy to be like, wow, that's despicable. That is despicable. It's certainly not the best trait, best quality of the most kind or loving quality. We can say that much. It's certainly not kind or loving. However, if we put ourselves in the shoes of these soldiers... And you see that, what what were their options available? Because we're judging from our context. We're judging from what we know. We're like, oh, that's, you know, obviously we wouldn't do that. But really, is it so? Because the options available to these men were, either I do this, either I massacre these innocents, either I do this, or I'm killed by my own. Maybe not now, but I'll be seen as weak. And I will surely not prevail, not survive, or not have the highest likelihood of surviving in that environment as I did if I did express that capacity within me to to massacre the innocent uh, so brutally. So these are very difficult choices. And I have compassion for that myself. And to choose to refuse to to um, massacre or to bayonet the innocent in this instance at least in my view would mean to be okay with to own the the possibility or perhaps the certainty of death and so that sort of integrity that sort of principled um choice is very rare in humanity and it's very rare and it's quite foolish to say that most would choose differently because how many are willing to die for their principles? Uh, not many. Not many. And so the, di- the choices are difficult. The choices are very difficult. And I think if we... The, although it might be difficult at first to look at, into these things, I think it's worth, it's worth whatever discomfort that comes up to, to face these things within ourselves. Because once we face them, what happens is our compassion expands for the human predicament, for the difficulty, for even the agony of just being human, for the options available, for what we're capable of, for what we're dealing with, for the sort of mind, for the sort of tendencies that, uh, that await us as a potential within us to be expressed under just the right circumstances, who knows what sort of atrocities may be succumbed to, and not to separate ourselves from that fact, not to say that we are now civilized and we have grown past these, but instead to actually go into it and say, no, you know, they're still within. They are still within. I mean, look at the history of humanity. Look at what humanity has chosen for most of time. They're still there. It would be naive to say that they're not. But instead of denying it, accepting it, embracing it, like kind of welcoming it with a, with a warm hug, and, you know, maybe welcome it means you cry for it and you, you, you go through whatever response that you go through, Whatever. But once you embrace it and accept it, then you can embrace it and accept it within others. And that's the key, I think. That's really helpful. You can have compassion for anyone, for the murderers, for the rapists, for the whatever. You can have compassion for them. Now, having compassion doesn't mean you condone their choices. It just means you you understand where it's coming from. And maybe you understand a little bit because you've seen that within yourself. And and now you're able to have compassion for it, genuine compassion, and, and able to forgive these people, maybe under, the, you don't know, we don't know what kind of circumstances, what kind of experiences, what kind of petri dish uh, they have inherited. But at the same time, uh, I'm not interested in excusing anyone's choices, I don't think it's about excusing choices, because at the end of the day, we also have to stand true to the the truth that we have total free will and we can always choose if necessary to die for the highest good we can always choose that and i think that's one of the most uh, incredible deaths that you can you can choose to choose to die for the highest good not that it's easy but it is a choice that is is available to us and so we always have choice available to us and there have been cases like this for example socrates was um was teaching Teaching the truth, and he was told that he was indoctrinating, he was brainwashing uh, the the youth, and so he was given predict. He was given an ultimatum. He said they they told him you either go back on your word and you take it back and you change it a little bit, or you you drink this poison and you die. And he would rather, and he did. He drank the poison instead of tainting and going back on the truth that he taught because he saw that it would negate what he taught, negate the truth of it. So that's what it means to stand for our principles and there are many cases like this of course with Jesus, Buddha any of the great teachers exemplified this willingness to, to die for our principles and I just watched Gandhi which is a new one on Netflix although it's an old film it's really beautiful, it's three hours but it's really worth a watch of another man who is willing to die for the principles. And so, that is also available to us. So, we're not here to excuse anyone, simply to understand where is it that is coming from, how is that even a possibility, and then have compassion. And we can forgive without necessarily um, choosing to support the choices that were made. But we can support the human that made them. And I think that's the discernment to make to so have compassion for the human for the ultimately the innocence behind the choice. and that's why it's worth facing our our dark side, what might be called <laughs> our shadow, which is really just not, nothing different than our capacity to to make the choices that were made throughout most of human history and throughout the animal kingdom because at the end of the day we also we do have an animal brain. We are still animals. We've got an animal brain. And we can see ourselves in the animal kingdom. If we just go to the zoo, you'll see human nature. Territorialism. Uh, the alpha males. Getting all the females. The pushing, the shoving. The peeing on each other. Whatever you want to. <laughs> Except we pee on each other with our words, you know. Instead of... We're more sophisticated now with words and with the intellect. So, that is the benefit is to in, in understanding ourselves. And see, the cool thing is you only have to go within yourself to discover these things. Uh, to open ourselves. To open ourselves to discovering these things within us. To ask ourselves, what, are, what am I really? What am I? Usually we presume to know what we are. To know who we are this person with these traits certainly couldn't do that certainly not and yet if we open ourselves and simply ask the question you know maybe it's not so written in stone maybe i don't really maybe there's things i don't understand maybe things i don't know things i don't see about myself yet wow that's a big one (laughs) maybe there's things i don't see about myself that's pretty big realization and when we have when we have that recognition then we can start to ask these questions and go within ourselves and say, well, what is it? What am I? What's within me? And to just just asking this, just having the willingness to see it. And the willingness to see it requires the recognition that I don't know at this point. That I don't know. There are things I don't know. And when that recognition occurs, that then what comes in is, a, is an openness. It's like we're now open to receiving a true or higher understanding of what we are, what we're capable of both the, on the lower side of things, on the wicked side, and on the saintly side. But that requires a, a willingness to, to inquire into the truth. And the way to do that is to simply, well, a great question is, what is the truth of this? You know, to just keep asking, keep at it, relentlessly, what is the truth of this? Whatever presents itself, what is the truth of this? Is this a story? Is this idea? Even with something like this, what you're listening to, you don't have to believe me. You don't don't have to believe at all. There's no need to believe. Instead, this is just a pointer. It's designed to help go within so that you kind of know what to look for, at least in what direction to go. That's really the the whole point of these podcasts, just to know which direction to go and to become aware of these choices that are available to you. The rest is up to you. (laughs) The rest, the hard part's up to you. So, To just ask that question relentlessly, what is the truth of this? What is the truth of this? And ask, what is a story? What is an idea? And what is the truth? And, you know, it brings up a lot of uh, frustration because, of course, what comes up is, how can I even know what the truth is? How can I discern what is the truth and what's just an idea? What's a fantasy? And if you just keep asking these questions, then eventually you'll be led to the truth of it, uh, no matter what it is. And that does require a certain uh, orientation towards discovering, uncovering the truth no matter what, eventually. Which is, which can be quite difficult. It is quite difficult. And can face you up with things that you don't want to face and it will face you up with things you don't want to face but persevering in spite of it will mean that inevitably the truth will be revealed and uncovered. And that truth is no different to God. That truth is no different to the essence of what we are. To the essence of how, how is it that we are here, what is it, and what does it mean to be here, and how can I discern between how things seem to me and how things are, all, all such questions have to do with, with uncovering what is the truth here, and instead of separating ourselves from the wickedness of humanity, to to understand it, to see it within ourselves, to see that capacity within ourselves, to own it, and to choose differently. And that's really all it is. It's just to choose differently. That all comes from a willingness and it's quite a powerful willingness. And so it helps to see that this whole you know, we're used to seeing we're used to we're taught the Yang way. We're taught to exert our will to get the things we want. And if we're not getting something, we just increase the willpower. We increase our exertion we just impose our will over everything. <laughs> if it's not the way we want it, we change it with our will. Oh, change everything. Push, push, push. Um, but this path of inquiry into the truth of everything is more yin. It's more positioning of ourselves. It's how we see the world. It's how we we hold ourselves in the world. And we're walking around. We're always inquiring into the true nature of everything. We're asking, what is it? What does it mean to inquire? We're just openly There, and open and ready to see things open and willing to see things differently than how we're currently seeing it and constantly questioning what is the truth underlying this what is the truth underlying this looking to discover that essence of truth in everything and that's an orientation it's more an orientation than it is a thing of will um the will comes in as a choice so right now there might be a choice that's made i will uncover the truth no matter what So that's Yang. That's like a powerful decision. But the rest of it is all Yin. The rest of it is how we live our lives. The rest of it is how we choose to be in the world, which isn't a matter of exerting our will, is it? To choose to be kind, no matter what, it's not a matter of forcing ourselves to be kind. It's just a matter of being that which is kind. And being the kindest that we can be at any moment. Being the most loving that we can be at any moment. We don't have to exert will for that. We just be it. That's all. It's actually effortless. It doesn't require effort. And then we continuously orient ourselves with being with removing with removing the obstacles to being unconditionally kind, to being unconditionally loving, to being unconditionally compassionate. And the way we remove these obstacles is simply to understand, is through the path of understanding. That's the path of uh, in, in, this, in this podcast it's the path of understanding understanding human nature understanding uh, the mind understanding thoughts, understanding feelings understanding the difference between how we see things and how things are uh, and, and, and understanding the nature of truth and primarily here we of course rely on David R. Hawking's work the Map of Consciousness as described in Powerless Force and numerous other books he has can look into that if you're not familiar. And so that that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. No. Just you know if you, you probably heard this if you've been hearing this podcast been saying this sort of similar stuff all over. And there's a reason for that. It's like imagine you're like a hawk flying over the same location, but we're gaining altitude and we're going higher and higher and higher and every time see it differently. Every time I see it differently. Even as speaking. It's like a witness to whatever is being said. And it's being witnessed differently each time. As the understanding increases. As the understanding increases. Until it eventuates in a total, complete, perfect understanding. If such a thing is possible. And that's the the orientation with this podcast, with these short episodes. Yes. So I think I'll end this one there. Thank you for listening. I'll also mention, uh, cause I just finished it up and made it available. I have a course called panic into peace. Um, I made it for panic attacks. Cause I was seeing that a lot of people having panic attacks and anxiety you can it, it specifically for panic attacks but it's applicable to uh, to, act, to actually to everything to every feeling but specifically anxiety and stress and such um i saw that on, on these facebook groups that people were ta- taking an approach that i could see wasn't the most effective approach and definitely not the cheapest approach uh, let alone did it have any guarantee of uh, of of results and so i decided to make this course um quite a couple hours I think, I don't remember exactly, composed of these six modules in which I break down key insights that helps just through hearing it similar to these podcasts um, just in hearing it to help show the way forward and just in hearing it, it's like you get it by osmosis, you just pick it up, you pick up exactly how to deal with anxiety as it's arising, how to deal with every feeling as it's arising, this is by disassembling it, by looking at its components By looking at what's real here what's just an imagination it's really fun it's actually a very fun course uh, at least to make so that's called panic into peace and I'll leave in the link a place where you can get that and it's all gift based so once you receive it I think it's via email so you'll type your email and you get it Um, you get your account details you can log in and get it it's all gift based so it's all available to you like that straight off the bat it's available And you can donate however much you'd like, if you'd like to donate anything at all, at any time you'd like to. As simple as that. Yes, and I didn't want any, um, because actually, so the story with this, for anyone interested, it was originally a $47 course, so if you hear that throughout the thing, that's why, because it was originally $47. But I also mentioned in in this podcast how I enjoy and resonate a lot with gift-based living where everything is offered as a gift and essentially we trust the kindness and the generosity of others above let's say an agreed upon amount and really just give everything freely freely in the sense of the spirit of freely giving it without holding anything back and i was really resonating with that and i made it 47 dollars. i made the one-on-one stuff like a thousand like the normal price pretty cheap end actually it's on the cheap end of what you'd get with coaching stuff um but i I was just i couldn't (laughs) i could i didn't want to though i didn't want to um and i changed it to gift based so it's now all gift based all the one-on-one stuff um all the the course itself everything's gift based and i hope you will enjoy it it's really worth worth um going to I think it's got it's very got some awesome insight and in just hearing it. I mean, because I'm interested in the easiest path, the path of least resistance. And the path of least resistance to me is just hearing some things consistently or over a period of time, like through this course, over a period of time, you get it and automatically things start to change without with minimal effort exertion. What's cooler than that? So that's that's essentially what this course is. I invite you to partake in that and you're welcome to um, my WhatsApp numbers on that page as well if you want to message me and ask any questions or give me feedback that would be welcomed. So, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm sure it gives something to contemplate to be with to think about. Uh, Enjoy your day. Thank you very much for taking time to listen to these episodes and I recently got a whatsapp message from someone who was listening so florence thank you (laughs) it was a very inspiring message to hear that someone's listening to this and is actually being inspired so um that was very inspiring to to me so if anyone else has got one of those you're welcome to whatsapp me it's all on that panic into peace or on my website nickshiminov.com enjoy your day